This is Marketing Jam, a show featuring the brightest minds in marketing. Marketing Jam is brought to you by Cyber Impact, the email marketing platform made specifically for Canadian small businesses. Go to cyberimpact.com forward slash jelly, create a free account, and start sending Castle compliant promotional emails in just a few clicks. Here's your host, Darian Kovacs. Hey everyone, welcome back to Marketing Jam. Shahid Devji here. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. And today we've got uh, a great guest, Natalie Kue, who is the communication manager at Dash This, and she's actually joining us via the internet on Skype. So welcome, Natalie. Thanks for taking some time out of your day. It's almost the end of the day where you are in Eastern Canada. So thanks again. Thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure. No problem. So first of all, why don't you tell me uh, what Dash This is for those who don't know. I know because here at Jelly Marketing we use Dash This for all of our clients and it's really helpful. But uh, what is it? Why don't you explain it to our listeners and viewers? Okay. Well, Dash This is uh, an automated uh, reporting tool for digital marketers. So uh, most of our clients are going to be agencies such as Jelly Marketing. Uh, sometimes we also have in-house marketers that are going to that are gonna use our platform. So it's really a tool that allows you to uh, gather all of your data from across the different marketing tools that you already use to create your campaigns and put them online and really track them. Uh, so we have about 34 integrations, is what we call the different marketing platforms that we're connected to. So you just simply connect your accounts for each of those integrations into Dash This, and then you can create really beautiful dashboards uh, in which you pinpoint the KPIs that you want to be tracking and that you want to show to your own clients um, instead of having to go from platform to platform and really pick that data manually and put it into an Excel spreadsheet and then you know do all of that work of, of making it look pretty for people who are not necessarily data analysts. Uh, we allow you to do that automatically and really streamline the process. And uh, we also have features that allow you to send your reports out uh, monthly, weekly, or whatnot to either the rest of your team or to your clients so that everyone is really on the same page in terms of how your campaigns are going, what the monthly performance is, uh, and are there things that you need to talk about. Right. So I was looking through the, uh, the Dash This website and Stefan, who is one of the founders or the founder, he described himself on the website or whoever wrote his bio as an IT geek and a businessman. But um, that, that might have been when, when Dash This was founded, an anomaly. But if you're a marketer today, do you find that you have to have a penchant for data? Can you do your job well without looking at the data these days in marketing? Um, I don't think you need to be necessarily a data geek. We'll, uh, we'll put it that way. But uh, data is non-negotiable in, uh, in this day and age. Um, marketing is, well, most marketing is digital. And uh, that's why you need to be able to at least understand what the data is telling you. That's not to say that marketers need to be data analysts. I think those two are, are really two distinct fields, uh, which we could get into later, really the difference between a business intelligence and analytics tool and a reporting tool. But it's still important to be able to recognize what your key performance indicators are, uh, why you've chosen them and what they mean and how they can inform uh, your strategies going on. Would you say that that's something that is relatively new in marketing? I mean, measuring the effectiveness of, of advertising and marketing has, has probably been around since the advent of advertising, but it hasn't been as easy to do. Um, when, do you, when do you think that this, this digital data age in marketing really you know, took root? Um, 
Well, like you said, it's always it's always been uh, it's always been a reality, but it's only recently been quantifiable. Usually, it was qualitative, right. sort of like, oh, it's better. We've had more sales. <laughs> um, well, I think uh, actually Dash this started around 2011, so really when uh, digital marketing was ramping up. Uh, so it was sort of in the the nascent beginnings of uh, the internet as we know it today. And so I think I think for it's been about 10 years really when we're starting to be able to make sense of the data coming in and we're having more and more of it come in. Um, but so I, I, I do think it's relatively recent because especially because it's become automated and it's become easier to gather that data because it used to be, uh, well, to get any sort of quantitative data, it used to be all manual labor, having to actually talk to people, having to actually look through numbers uh, one at a time. So I think I, I would say it's pretty recent in the last 10 years and, and even so in the last, you know, I can't say an exact number, but it's getting, it's getting more and more uh, real that uh, none of what we do can be done as effectively without data. Right. How would you say things have changed in the, the 10 years since Dash This has, has been around? Uh, how is it different today than it was when, when uh, in 2011 when things first started going? Um, well, in terms of the, well, I think the biggest difference is the number of marketing platforms that you can now use. So obviously, diff, uh, every space has its own uh, set of competitors, and, and they're getting more and more of those. So more and more SEO tools, more and more social media platforms, um, more and more uh, PPC advertising platforms. Uh, so there's there's that. There's there's not only uh, fighting for space in terms of in terms of uh, online advertising space. Um, um, I lost my. Yeah. Yeah, and, and in my my use of, of Dash this, that's one of the, the biggest benefits is that because there are so many avenues and so many tools that we're using, um, obviously I don't have to go around and, and, and poke into every tool to, to see how things are doing. But going beyond that, um, maybe you can speak a little bit to um, you know, the, the, the presets that Dash this has to help you decipher what you should be looking for even. So there's, you, you talked about it a little bit uh, a couple minutes ago in that, you know, there's a presentation of data, but then there's also the analysis and, and then there's, you know, what you should be looking for. How much of that does Dash This do for someone who maybe, maybe is, is relatively new in, in digital marketing and, and doesn't necessarily know what to look for? Uh, those presets in my, my experience have really helped. Is, is that something that you focus on quite significantly? Absolutely, absolutely, because one of, uh one thing that we really, uh, that's our really, uh, our big focus at Dashsys is allowing agencies to scale their operations without necessarily scaling their efforts. So uh, an agency with 10 clients is going to have certain needs and we don't want an agency with 100 clients to have, uh, to have 10 times more work to do just to, just to, to gather all of their data. So that's why uh, you mentioned the presets. We have uh, internal marketers here that have really pinpointed the types of uh, reports and dashboards that are important for different verticals and different horizontals. So, you know, uh, an agency specialized in SEO or even an agency specialized in SEO for uh, hotel management. Um, and they're really, ha they've gone through um, the most commonly used platforms for marketers who, uh, who focus on, on, on that specific niche 
Um, so what platforms are they using? What KPIs are going to be the most important to them? Um, what kind of layout do they want in terms of that KPI? What's going to be at the top of the dashboard? What's uh, what's the, the the overall interest? And then how can we dig into that? So we've we've created uh, dozens, if not hundreds, of of both uh, preset dashboard reports that someone can just pick. Say, okay, I'm I've got a SEO client that's really high level. I'm going to pick this template, and then it's already pre-populated, and you just have to plug in your your integrations. Uh, your your marketing platforms, and then everything appears already on screen, and you haven't done really any work. Obviously, you can customize it as much as you want. Say, I know this client. I've already talked to him about this KPI. It's less relevant. I'm going to replace it with something else. Um, and then we even go more into the presets and more into the streamlining of the process. Uh, and we've got thousands of preset widgets, so preset KPIs that all correspond to the different marketing platforms. Um, that allow people to, uh, without having to know which metric and dimension they have to combine together to show the data that they want, we've already pre-built that for them and they just say, I want to see revenue, uh, and then I, they go into Google Analytics, okay, revenue, drag and drop, and it's there in their dashboard. So it, 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 allows, it allows marketers that understand the importance of data and who want to educate their own clients on the importance of data and how their well their uh, their um, investment in this agency how it's helping their own revenue let's put it that way so there's a chain um, there's the end user that is the client of our client so client of our agency uh, so they need to be educated on why their investment in that agency is so important and they don't necessarily need to see all the nitty-gritty details of the, the data on the back end. And even most marketers who are going to be account managers, they don't need to see that kind of detail either unless they're actually working on their campaigns. But they don't need to see it while they're, while they're making high-level strategic decisions or talking to their client. Yeah, and that kind of leads into my next question in that... Um, for people like me who love to see the data and love to dig into it, uh, you know, I, I'm tempted to include as much as possible in the dash to report to the clients. And obviously there is a fine line and a balance to, to be found in what you're reporting to the clients. But uh, is there a danger in your mind uh, in this day and age uh, with all the data that is available to us uh, in running into paralysis by, uh, by analysis in that there's too much data and, and you're presenting so much of it that it, it effectively ends up being um, not helpful at all. Is that something that um, you've seen happen before? And do you have any advice on how people like me and, and at agencies or even uh, businesses themselves can avoid doing that? Absolutely. And we fall into that trap here in our own marketing team mm -hmm. every day. I mean, it's uh, like you said, we, we, we love to look at the data and we know how important it is. Um, well, I think, I think, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty basic, but the most important thing to remember is when you're choosing what KPI to have in front of you, the question to ask yourself is, can I act on this? Is there something that I can do concretely to change this number, to change this trend? And if the answer is no, well, then it's probably a good idea to keep an eye on it, but you don't necessarily have to have it in front of you at all times. And especially, also, there are some KPIs that are what we call vanity metrics, and it's you know it's a, it's a term we tend to throw around, but a vanity metric that is theoretically well, that is in practice actionable, but the end result um, 
doesn't really matter. So I, I use the example of um, Facebook followers, for example. Having more Facebook followers is nice, but what does it actually give you as a business? That's the question. So sometimes you want to have it in front of you just because having more Facebook followers, maybe that increases um, the reach of your Facebook ads. Well, that's something that can be that can that can be worthwhile because as you increase the reach of your ads, then you're probably going to increase your referral traffic or your revenue through those ads. But just the followers in and of itself doesn't give you anything or any actionable information as a business. So I think those are the important questions to ask yourself when you're choosing the KPIs is, can I act on this? And is the end result of this something that is worthwhile to my business? Right. So uh, I do want to talk, uh, I mean, I love talking about the product and, and uh, the, the reporting and the, and the data, but I do want to talk about you and, and your role at Dash This because you are a marketer as well. And, and, and what you're doing for Dash This um, is, is sort of what we're doing for you know, a lot of our clients. So maybe tell me a little bit about what you do on your, your day-to-day uh, in your job. Okay. Um, well, um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm part of the marketing team. So uh, there, there are several of us and we, as a small business, we wear a lot of hats. So my day-to-day is never the same, which makes it super exciting. Um, but I'd say that the, the biggest, uh, the big, my biggest role is really um, sort of acting as the, I'd say the tone of Dash This, we'll put it that way. So uh, who is Dash This and how do we portray ourselves and, and, uh, and how do we want people to see us, um, not only as a software, but as a business, uh, as a potential partner, collaborator. Um, so th- that's, that's really, it's very, I mean, uh, it's very vague, but uh, that would be my, uh, my, my main role is uh, how do we represent Dash This to speak to our audience? Um, and obviously we do this, uh, we have more analytical marketers that are, that are in-house. And um, obviously I, I understand the data and I love the data and it's always important to have in our discussions. Um, and the data allows me to then say, okay, well, this message did not come across as we wanted it. Uh, so we have to change that. Um, then in, in one of, in the details, uh, I, uh, I help, uh, strategize and, and, and operate all of our, our blog posts, um, all of our, our website, whenever we optimize it and, you know, creating new pages, um, all our social media, making sure that we're involved in the communities that we want to be involved in and, and speaking to our audience that way. And, uh, and then all of our different types of projects of, of direct product marketing. So uh, our, our emailings uh, to, our, to our clients, we, we work a lot with our account management team uh, because uh, all of our users have their own account manager and uh, we really want to be able to automate as much as possible and yet keep it very personal. So we never ever want to have a client or a potential user um, email us and not get a personal response, but at the same time, account managers want to focus on uh, on what needs to be focused on, what needs to have a personal response. So everything like per- product updates, newsletters, and things like that, things that we want our users to hear about, um, that, that's on our end in, in terms of marketing. And then uh, and then everything in product as well. So we, we, we make sure that the tone, like I said, I make sure that the tone of Dash This, whether it's uh, pop-ups or e- even just like the, the edit blades within the tool itself, making sure that the tone of Dash This is respected across all of our content. Um, 
Yeah, that would be. Okay. So we've been talking about different platforms uh, throughout our conversation here. Have you found that one platform over another for communicating that message and that tone uh, about you know what and who Dash this is has been working uh, for you more so than another these days? Um, if so, what is it? And if not, um, you know what then do you rely on to get the message out? Um, I wouldn't say there's one platform. I think the most important thing, like we were discussing, the sheer quantity of platforms that there are online is because people are, I mean, as a consumer base, we're more and more fickle and, and we tend to, you know, we tend to go from one platform from the next one app to the next. So uh, getting the message across is, 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 is all about um, using multiple channels to reach the same person. And each of those channels, you're not going to speak the same way. Uh, so the way that we would uh, that we would communicate a message uh, through a Facebook post, for example, would not be the same way that we would communicate it uh, in the app in a, in a pop-up, but we would still want to communicate it equally across those platforms because we want to make sure that we reach the user uh, in his or her prime, like right when they're they're primed and ready to reach the, to, to to receive that message. Um, so no, I don't think there's one there's one channel necessarily that's better. I think uh, what's important is the cohesiveness of all the channels together. And the most important thing is keeping uh, that keeping that brand image identical because uh, because we are we are sort of a casual. Well, <laughs> I don't like to say casual, but we are sort of a casual kind of kind of B two B SaaS, uh, contrary to a lot of our competitors. And that's important to us that we keep that friendly. Um, I like to say local shop vibe, uh, because that's what makes us um, really turn into partners with our users and clients, and not just a service provider. Um, and so uh, it's important that we that we diffuse that sort of message across all of our channels equally. Yeah. So in in, in your title, at least on uh, on LinkedIn, you know you have the term content marketing and and. In talking about uh, you know overseeing the website and the blog, content marketing is, is something that you you deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, and and you know you just mentioned that uh, the the readers and viewers and, and the audiences can be fickle in terms of platform because there's so many of them and and they're always changing. So how important do you think it is to to really own content marketing um, and publish on your own on your website and, and get get the message out that way first and foremost so that you're not necessarily relying on all the platforms that we're talking about and 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 is that something that you see continuing to to grow absolutely um i think i think content marketing on your own platform is going to be it, obviously selling selling what you do is important but i think it's uh it's one thing that's as important is also selling your expertise because um, just selling your tool, people aren't necessarily looking for a software uh, when they when they go searching for what is this KPI or what is marketing reporting or they're not necessarily looking for a software. They're looking to be educated and informed. Uh, so as as consumers and as we become a little more 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 fickle, we'll say um, we're also becoming more wary of uh, of being sold something. What we want is to feel in control of. Uh, of, of, of what we're using in terms of platforms and we want to be informed. So what's important is that you use your own personal platform to inform on what your expertise is. So for us, it's not just using a reporting tool. Yes, that's what we do. That's what we sell. But we are experts at 
why that's important and what it can help agencies do or, or in-house marketing teams do, um, how it can help them grow their business and scale and how they can, by automating certain things, they can then personalize other things instead of automating you know, client relations, for example, which should never be automated. So I think that you know, you, you want to blend sort of the, you know, selling when someone is really looking for, uh, I don't know, I'm going to say SEO reporting tool. Obviously, they're just looking for a comparison and what are your features. But your platform is, is made to, to, uh, to share uh, your information and your education with them so that they trust that eventually when they need your tool, they trust that you know what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. And I was looking through the blog that uh, you guys publish, and there's a lot of expertise. There's a lot of commentary on new features on different platforms, not necessarily your your, your own platform, which is is sharing your knowledge and and you know helping to empower your and ed educate your audience. Uh, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but is there is there one blog post or two that stand out to you that have been more successful and received? Uh, better than others over the, over the last little while in terms of that education side of things, or or is it all kind of fairly standard in in, in terms of the reception? Um, in terms of the educating, informing users, uh, I'd say it's it, it's pretty standard. It's going to depend. You know, some are going to be more informing about a change. Some are going to be more like top five KPIs. Um, but I think one that's in 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 recent months that really had a, a lot of success was our. Uh, forget the number. I think it's forty-nine top reporting tips or top marketing okay. reports. Um, and it's just, there's forty-nine, but we we spoke to hundreds of uh, professional marketers, a lot of which are our clients, and then we reached out to to others, and we wanted to gather their tips uh, because we realized that you know we we can be in an echo chamber here. We can we can think we know really what the the right way to do is, but it's always useful to to talk about people who are actually doing this every day and actually using our software or some another software. Um, and and that that article really gained a lot of traction, um, mostly because one, people want to be involved in 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 educating. Uh, it's it's it, I think it's human nature at this point that we want to share what we're good at and what we love to do. Uh, which is why we got so many responses. And then uh, people were proud of being a part of this this huge sort of encyclopedia of sorts. And so they were able to share it and, and share their expertise with their own clients and their own audience. So I'd say that one really, because it was a give and take and it was really getting everyone involved in, in that story, um, that really uh, that was really a success that we're very happy with. And, and we found that, uh, that uh, well, as we know already, uh, that our... Our, uh, our own clients are really an untapped resource of, of, of brilliance and expertise that, uh, that, we're, that we want to use more and more, which is why in 2019, actually, we, um, we sort of flipped the script and our blog is now mostly populated by articles from our own users, from our own clients. We, we invited, after this article, we invited everyone to be like, hey, you guys know really what you're talking about. Do you want to be involved? Do you want to share your expertise and, and, and sort of grow your audience that way? Um, and it's been uh, it's been it's been really insightful. It's been really successful as well. Yeah, and that that seems to be more and more commonplace these days, and, and quite effective. Um, I'm wondering if you can tell me a little bit more about um, your your thoughts on on cross publication content sharing in, in the partnership side of things that you you deal with. Is is that really one of the most effective ways today to 
to, to get your, your business's name out and your, your, your expertise out in the, the open, aside from you know, publishing on your own platform and, and, and running ads, um, having somebody else talk about you or you be talked about to buy somebody else on somebody else's website um, seems almost like the, the best way to go these days. Would you agree? Absolutely, because you, yeah. you automatically tap into an audience that you didn't have the opportunity to tap into before. And uh, on the opposite end, obviously, uh, having someone else publish on your blog allows you to, to, grow, uh, to grow yourself and to grow the, the scope of what kind of information you can share on it. So again, you're tapping into an audience that, that wouldn't have necessarily landed on your site had, uh, had you not published an expertise of a different view from someone else. Right. Yeah. And, and how do you find uh, the transition between sharing that expertise and the education and going to the, the tool and, the, and maybe the harder sale? Is, is there, is there uh, sort of that uh, natural progression there or do you have to be a bit more overt in, in what you're doing to actually get people to go to the, to the next step? Um, I think it really, it, it's really going to depend on the content itself. There are some that's going to be purely educational and we have to we have to recognize when we're looking at the KPIs of that page that it's more of a long-term investment of okay well now this 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 visitor is going to be aware of us and they might think of us next time that they're looking for information connected to this um, we do always want to give the opportunity for someone to uh, to start a free trial to, to explore Dash this more. Uh, our blog is found on our site, so they have the regular menus, they have the try it free in the corner. Uh, there's always that opportunity, uh, but the degree to which we're going to try to sell the tool itself is, uh, it has to be done organically in order to be done effectively, because or else it's a little jarring and you can even turn off some consumers who are like, wait, I was just here to learn and now I don't even want to think of you anymore because I'm not going to come back because you're just going to keep trying to sell to me. Um, but it can be done very nicely and very fluidly. If someone, for example, is looking for the difference between a BI tool and a dashboard or a reporting tool, well, that's already an easy transition because, well, if this is 50% of you might be looking for the dashboard tool, well, here it is. Uh, but uh, someone who's uh, someone who's looking for um, maybe top KPIs for SEO, for example, um, the transition is going to be a little more difficult. It, 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 it's going to be a lot more subtle in that case. Okay, so since we are a marketing podcast here and, and we have uh, listeners and viewers who are, who are businesses and other agencies, but also uh, who are starting their marketing careers or are still in school, we, we always like to ask our guests, uh, for advice and, and, and a little bit of their story. So I'm uh, wondering if you can share um, some advice on where you think people getting into marketing right now should be focusing a lot of their uh, attention if they're just getting out of school or, or just starting their, uh, their professional careers. Um, it, kind of a question looking into a little bit of a crystal ball here, but you know, where, where do you think the, the, the trends in marketing are, are headed this year, 2019, maybe from your experience uh, at Dash this and what you guys are planning for this year, but obviously data's that is big, and and I'm not sure what your opinions are on print. I know you have some experience in in, in print previously, but um, you know where should be where should people be focusing uh, a lot of their attention and trying to get uh, own their skills. Um, I'm a very poor example of that because I I didn't actually <laughs> study in marketing. Okay. Um, so uh, I uh, my 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 own. Uh, it's a little circuitous how I got here, um, but 
I'm I'm very biased from uh, from Dashis, unfortunately and fortunately, because um, because we've sort of every single one of us here has carved out our role based on what we're passionate about, and it hasn't necessarily been imposed on us. And I think that's why uh, we've been successful, because every one of us does exactly what we want to do and what really interests us, and because of that, we become experts in it. So I think. Obviously, you mentioned data. That's that's a almost a non-negotiable. Even if, um, like I said, data analytics and being able to do data analysis is not a prerequisite for a marketer. And even I think those two roles are distinct. Um, you have to be comfortable with data and and be able to understand what you're looking at and what it means. And I think that's that's just a trend that's going to keep going up in terms of your a comfort level with data. I also think that um, that especially if you want to work in an agency environment, uh, whether it's for print or digital, I think um, something that's a little counterintuitive but is becoming more and more important is the human relation. Uh, I think we tend to think that because all softwares are becoming are, are there to help us automate everything, that we should be automating everything we do. And I think one thing that really can set a marketer apart is the way that he or her is able to speak to either stakeholders or their clients. Um, because having, creating amazing campaigns with great results is great, but if, uh, if you're not able to uh, really educate your own client or your own boss or whoever the stakeholder is, uh, and not able to synthesize uh, that information uh, cohesively for someone who is not a marketer, uh, you're going to have a hard time getting rehired and, and continuing to work with that person, even if your performance is great. So I think, um, and those are polar opposites, being being comfortable with data and being um, comfortable uh, fostering a real relationship with uh, the people that you're working for and or with. But I think those are, are, are two things that are really going to distinguish a a marketer uh, from another: uh, the uh, the comfort with the data and and the ability to 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 present data in a humane fashion for people who yeah. are not marketers. Yeah, it's kind of the best of both both worlds, right? Um, so, lastly, why don't you uh, tell us what's exciting uh, upcoming with Dash This in 2019 and beyond? Anything uh, exclusive you can share with us here? Um, well, exclusive without. Uh, <laughs> Without uh, maybe that's a stretch, right? Yeah. Well, well, um, I can say comfortably that we are going more and more towards um, more and more towards helping agencies scale. So, without necessarily getting into the details of which features we're developing, because uh, those uh, those I prefer to keep uh, like an exciting surprise. Um, we uh, we've really the past two years we've really focused on streamlining the features that we have and making sure that the data loads faster and making sure that that everything is smoother and the UX is even more friendly in the app. And now we're looking towards um, creating features and 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 and, and developing the, the existing features and, and blowing them out to. Um, allow for uh, agencies to grow exponentially and that 
the reporting software sort of grows with them and allows them to, to, to do more as effectively as doing what they do now. So I, I can't really get into the details. I know it's vague, but uh, our goal is to really um, to grow along with our agency. So as, as our agency clients grow, uh, we want to make sure that our software grows with them and that they don't grow out of it. We'll put it that way. Perfect. And, and I was going to say in terms of, in terms of, uh, you know, brand and marketing were really, uh, you mentioned it a little bit, but collaboration and partnerships with other people or other businesses in our space uh, that that agencies and digital marketers use every day. So these can be, you know, project management platforms and, and platforms that enable to uh, to create proposals easily. All of these things we want to, we want to try to try to be where our users are already and sort of um, create sort of bundle packages and like here's everything you need to agency 101. Right, perfect. Well, looking forward to it. Thank you for taking some time and joining us today. Is there anything else you wanted to add and share with the audience? Um, no, well, thank you very much for having me. It was really a pleasure. And uh, it's, uh, I mean, 2019, we say it every year, but it's going to be a big year and it always is. And it's always exciting to see how 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 marketing and how digital marketing changes so rapidly. And, 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 and it, it keeps you on your toes, which, uh, which is great. All right. Well, thanks again. And uh, that was Natalie Kue from Dash This. Again, if you want to watch any previous episodes of Marketing Jam, you can head over to marketingjam.ca or uh, follow Jelly Marketing on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube. Anywhere on the internet you can find us. You'll be able to catch uh, previous episodes and upcoming episodes. So thanks again for watching and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Marketing Jam. If you enjoyed the show, head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again and see you next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.